0: Hello, Troy Francis here, and welcome to the 33rd episode of the Modern Casanova podcast, this time about charisma. What is charisma, and how can we get some of it for ourselves? So, I'll be delving into that. But, first of all, I must say, happy Easter. I hope you've had a fantastically good Easter day so far, and it's kind of appropriate, isn't it, that this is the 33rd episode of the podcast on the day of um on Easter day because of course uh well it would have been better if I'd have done it on good friday i suppose because of course jesus was 33 years old at the time of the crucifixion so there's a strange kind of synergy there uh in terms of this podcast and that particular event so there you go but anyway easter day i started the day by eating a full easter egg to myself and reading some news um, in bed, which was very pleasant. But since then, I've been up and about, and I have been quite productive, done quite a lot of work today, which is, which is good. As I said on Twitter the other day, I never really take time off. So what I tend to do, or certainly since I've been working for myself um, over the last six months or so, the way that I've tended to do things is to basically work every day, but that doesn't mean that every day I'm doing, you know, 15 hours or something. So there'll be periods of intensity When, like last week, uh, I think it was, yeah, last week, when I was working very intensely for a number of days. And then there'll be other days when I kind of take my foot off the gas a little bit. You know, if I've got someone staying with me or I'm traveling, um, I'm not going to be spending every minute working, but I will do, you know, a minimum on that day. Because when you're working in social media, when you're working in personal branding, which is what I'm doing, then you need to be always on. You know, Twitter needs to be tweeted you know that i need to have a, i need to maintain the presence <clears throat> i need to write blog posts i need to write emails you know there's stuff that needs to be done every day but then there are bigger projects um so writing the books basically uh, and those you know are a little bit cyclical so i'll have periods of immersion periods of intensity and then more fellow periods when i can chill out just a little bit and uh take things just a tiny bit more slowly than perhaps I might otherwise do. So anyway, that's kind of where I am, but still working today, having a good day so far. Um, Hope you are too. So, I wanted to get into this issue of charisma, and um, why do I want to talk about this? Well... Uh, I think it's a good topic to talk about generally because charisma is obviously central to to get to game But it's also as well central to this idea of building a personal brand Which as I say is is what I'm doing. So Troy Francis is a, a, a brand. It's a personal brand because it's based on me So, you know, it's currently operational on various platforms across the web. So you've got my website You've got my youtube channel. You've got this podcast You've got twitter um, you've also got my subscribers email. And if you're not a subscriber to my email, I would urge you to sign up to that. I'll leave the link in the description for this because increasingly what I'm doing is putting out content on there that you just can't get anywhere else. And I'm looking at um, upping that to, to daily content. So you get a daily email from me with, with content that can't be accessed on the site or anywhere else. So it's a really great way for us to keep in touch and for me to give you sort of motivating good stuff on a regular basis, so do sign up for that. Those are my main platforms. Um, I do a bit on Instagram as well. I do a bit on Facebook, but probably not as much as some people, not as much as you might expect, um, largely because of the way that Facebook's algorithms are and the way that they have disfavored publishers in recent times makes it kind of more well not more difficult but let's say it's an uphill battle to, to build on Facebook and it's not massively a priority for me for me Twitter is is much more conducive to you know to what I 'm trying to do which is basically putting ideas out there um, so anyway my personal brand is across those platforms and obviously in order to to make that work in order to attract people you need to have Charisma of some kind, and the same thing is true as well with social interaction. So, if you want to go and meet girls, um, to, to get into a relationship, or to have you know to have some fun, then you need to have a degree of personal charisma. And the same thing is true with friendships and with business relationships, and so on and so forth. So, charisma very, very important across you know really some of the main pillars of how we organize our lives in business, money, sex, friendships, charisma is all important. So what is it? Um, How do we define it? And how do we get it? So I suppose coming clean, one of the reasons I'm talking about this is because in the continuing flaming that I'm getting on certain areas of the internet, um, one thing that somebody has said or a couple of people have said is, you know, I've seen Troy Francis he doesn't have charisma, I've seen a couple of his videos, he's got no charisma, what's he talking about, how can he claim to be any good at game, blah, 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 blah. Now, what do I say about this? Well, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of quite hurtful to read that about yourself, Um, I obviously don't agree, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to mount a case to say, no, 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 I am charismatic because XXX, because that's, kind of ridiculous I mean somebody's either going to think that or they're not going to think it and if they don't think it because they've seen a video and they don't feel I'm particularly charismatic or maybe they've listened to this podcast or maybe they've read my writing or whatever it is and they don't they just don't think that I'm charismatic then an intellectual argument from me to sort of support the case that I am is, is, is ludicrous, it's not going to make any difference, you know, they're not going to go, ah, oh, right, yes, I understand the logic of what you're saying, so now I accept that indeed you are charismatic, because charisma is a, it's something you feel, isn't it, it's in the eye of the beholder, and it's something that the beholder feels, and if they don't feel it, then it isn't there for them. So it's like attractiveness. It's like if somebody, and you know people have said this as well, they've seen a picture of me and they say, "Oh, he's not very good looking." Well, you know, again, I, I disagree. I think I'm wonderfully handsome, but um, I can't mount an intellectual uh, argument to to prove those people wrong because they they just don't agree. Um, you know so it's sort of like it, it, it's kind of like, you know, do you like steak? If you don't like steak. Then, you no amount of, as I say, intellectualizing or sort of theorizing is going to make that person like steak. They just they just don't like it. Um, and it's kind of the same with things like with charisma and also with things like attractiveness because it's it, it's very much in the eye of the beholder, and it's how you make them feel. So, I suppose the you know we'll, we'll get on, in a bit to talk about what that means in terms of you know becoming charismatic, but. I think one thing to bear in mind firstly is that you're never going to please all of the people all of the time and you know so all you can really seek to do, there are ways that you can improve your charisma, there are ways that you can be charismatic to more people, you can appeal to a wider group of people but then on the other hand you've got to ask yourself do I even want to do that anyway? Because remember that the most popular people, the people that appeal to the biggest group of people tend to also be the blandest and, you know, to what degree do those people really have deep engagement with that audience? Uh, so that's another thing to bear in mind. Sometimes it's better to be liked by a smaller pool of people and, you know, not liked by, by, a lot, by the rest because that way you're polarizing and you're, you're creating a deeper engagement with your audience. Uh, But anyway, let's just have a think about what charisma actually is. So from the point of view of a a dictionary definition, um, I looked this up on Collins and they say charisma is defined as a compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. So you see, again, that word devotion is very, very strong. Um, this isn't just saying charisma is something that will make people like you a little bit, they're saying it inspires devotion in other people, which is a very, very strong, as I say, thing to say. And by definition, devotion is hard to inspire and people generally don't feel devotion for large numbers of other people. They might feel devotion for, you know, a football player, a pop singer, a a movie star, but it's not like they feel devotion, it's not like I feel devotion for a 100 people. That, you know, that that would be ridiculous. I would feel devotion, if I feel it, for a very, very small group of individuals who I think are very special. So again, it kind of underlines this argument that, um, you know, charisma, is selective it's not something that i can get from the whole world if i'm lucky i might get it from a very very small group of people but that's kind of enough (laughs) and this is the this is this is the thing this is the really interesting thing um going a little bit further into the definition collins also says um that it's charisma has also been used in a christian context as a divinely inspired gift or grace for prophesying and healing so you can then take it a step further and it actually has this quasi sort of spiritual aspect to it where it becomes uh you know this kind of mystical thing um and again when we think of people who are hugely charismatic who have a big following then they have a kind of um quasi-mystical thing about them in some cases so you think of somebody i mean i'm thinking now john lennon you know who was uh you know who who was a very famous uh musician and songwriter and and then became iconic and in becoming a iconic he took on this almost semi-mystical kind of quality to him another person you might say is russell brand who started off as a very funny stand-up comedian and, in the UK, basically, TV presenter. Um, he was, you know, he was he was basically... T- the first I was um, exposed to him was when he was presenting a reality show in the UK. And he was very funny, very original, uh, but, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have thought that he would become what he's, be- you know, become what he has now become, which is to become a sort of evangelist for... Um, libert- liberal thinking, uh, a kind of evangelist for meditation and for, you know, spiritual practices and so on. So, in a way, and I think he's aware of this and I think he sort of takes the piss out of himself a bit, but, you know, in a way he's become this almost, sort of, for some people, almost like spiritual guru. By the same token, a lot of other people hate him and think he's a wanker. So, again, it's a polarizing thing. It's not It's not for everybody. So, with that in mind why don't we think about people who are charismatic or who have been deemed to be charismatic well one of them one of them is russell brand and i think a lot of people would describe him as charismatic there again there are also a lot of people who find him intensely annoying they think he's whiny they think he is sort of pretentious they don't like what he talks about, they maybe find it boring, or they find him a bit patronising, or, you know, they, they kind of, I suppose they kind of just wish you would have just stuck to the comedy and not got so big for his boots, and this is the difficulty, particularly in someone like Britain, this is the big difficulty with charisma, because on the one hand, you've got to believe your own hype, and I think that's an important thing about charisma. People who are charismatic have this almost m- monom- what's the word? Um, this almost- um, you know, self-obsessed kind of self-belief in themselves, and they have this tunnel vision where they are sort of right about everything and they are this this iconic figure. And you almost have to buy into that if you, to become charismatic on this sort of mass scale. But the problem with that is, particularly as I say in Britain, is that people will then have a tendency to think you're a bit of a wanker as well. because in the uk and i'm not sure this is so much the case in the states but you know do do correct me if i'm wrong or let me know my views but in the uk certainly uh when people start to believe their own myth when they start to believe their own hype they can become incredibly charismatic for a few but also they can become an object of ridicule for others as well i suppose In a way, you might say we're seeing something like that with Donald Trump in the States, where for many, he is this hugely charismatic figure, and for many others, he is a complete arsehole, and he is an idiot. And, you know, he's an incredibly polarizing figure. I mean, I think objectively, it would be hard to say that he's not charismatic, Um, but what is charisma worth if half the audience hates him. Well, obviously in his case, he's the the president of the United States. So fair enough, Um, you know, at the moment. But um, in the UK, you have a figure like Nigel Farage. Now, Nigel Farage, again, is a very polarizing figure here. If you are not aware of him, he basically headed up the Leave campaign uh, in the Brexit referendum. So he was an agitator for the UK leaving the European Union. Uh, for a long time and then in the run-up to the 2016 election he was a major voice on that side of the debate saying you know we need to get out britain needs to be its own sovereign nation we need the freedom to make our own laws and to you know to get rid of this these eu bureaucrats in brussels who are holding us back and blah 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 and all of this and he headed up ukip a party that was a political party that was entirely dedicated to getting us out of the EU, which... And, you know, they succeeded. They succeeded. In the end, he had a vision, he had an idea, and he won. Now, not not single-handedly, there were obviously other people um, as well, and now you have the Conservative Party, who are the ruling party in the UK, who are committed to Brexit, committed to pulling uh, the UK out of the European Union, in line with the referendum result. So, you know... It wasn't him on his own, there are other people who have very similar beliefs, maybe even more strident beliefs than him, but here's the thing, the fact that the referendum happened and the fact that the result was, yes, we should leave, you can't deny the role that Nigel Farage played in that. Now, if you don't know about Farage, then, then Google him, look him up, or look him up on YouTube, he's on TV a lot, there's a lot of videos of him, and you know he does a radio show and stuff. And... You know, undeniably, he is a a charismatic figure. But I I would say charismatic in inverted commas because a lot of people, myself included, think he's a bit of a wanker. Um, So, you know, what is his charisma worth? I mean, yes, he is somebody who has managed to, uh, you know, win the regard of a large number of people. He's quite entertaining. He is... Famously, before the referendum, he was thought of as this kind of guy that it would be good to go for a drink with down the pub. He's quite he's quite matey, uh, you know. He's quite he's quite amusing. He's not stuffy so much in the sense that some politicians are. Um, and so he he sort of, despite being a, a privately educated, very rich former banker, he sort of fashioned this kind of man of the people sort of charisma. Um, you know, characterization of himself that was very successful. So, objectively, you could say Nigel Farage is charismatic. But, to somebody like me, I just think he's a bit of a cock. I don't want to go to the pub with him. Even if I still drank, I wouldn't want to go to the pub with Nigel Farage. I don't think... he doesn't... Um, while I can acknowledge that, yes, for many people he probably is charismatic, that charisma has no value for me because he hasn't changed my opinion about anything that he's spoken about. I don't agree with him. So while yes, on on the one hand I can say he's charismatic, it it, 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 it has no traction with me and with with about half the UK population because we just don't agree with him. Same goes for somebody like Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, is he charismatic? Well, yes, you could say that he's charismatic. He's also an idiot Uh, or rather, let me temper that. He has also said some fairly, what one might say, ridiculous things. And, you know, I I also don't agree with his position on Brexit. Now, that's not to say that he's not entertaining. That's not to say that he's not a good writer. That's not to say that, um, you know, he can't be funny in interviews and so on. But that charisma has no real value for for me because I still don't buy into what he's saying, you know. Um, Who else can we think about? Uh, uh, you know Robbie Williams. Okay, is Robbie Williams charismatic? Well, I would say so. Um, he's got that cheeky wink. He's got that cheeky smile. Um, he sold a hell of a lot of records, and on this one, I actually like Robbie Williams. So I kind of buy into that. I buy into the charisma. I think he's 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 pretty good. I like. I actually like quite a lot of his music. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a massive fan. You know, he's not. He's sort of. Um, He's a bit poppy, he's a bit mainstream in a way, but, you know, I think he's done some good lyrics. I think, you know, compared to a lot of the, the current sort of pop stars we, we see, I think he had a great deal more individuality, a lot more entertaining, a bit more personality about him. So I, I actually, you know, although I'm probably not a natural sort of boy band fan or I'm not a natural kind of fan of that kind of thing, yeah, you know, I respect that. I, uh, you know, I think he is charismatic and I do buy into it. By the same token, there are a lot of other people who don't there are a lot of other people who just think, "Well yeah he's a wanker now he's fat he's past it um, you know he doesn't look as good as he used to he, he's you know I, I don't like his music it's too poppy it's mainstream he's over forty he's trying to do this pop thing he's past it he's a has been blah bloody blah. De blah. Um, You know we could go on i mean there was the pop star or rather the singer marquis smith who died sadly fairly recently at the age of 60. he headed up a band called the fall um very very popular in indie music in england and probably globally as well now was he charismatic I don't know, really. I mean, I'm not a massive Fall fan. I sort of tried to, to get into them a little bit, particularly since he died. I've listened to some of the music and stuff because so many people that I admire um, admired him and people talk of him as being a great writer, a uh, great lyricist and so on. And, you know, I can, I can sort of get it, but um, he hasn't really fully won me over yet. And if you look at pictures of Marquis Smith, he, well, for a start, he was, a, he was an alcoholic. Um, which never helps anybody, but he was a drinking alcoholic. So that, uh, you know, very adversely affected his health and probably the way that he looked. If you look at pictures of him, um, you know, this is not a good looking guy. This is not a guy who looks particularly like a rock star. Um, He had sort of, I don't know, really, I mean, just a very, he looked like a sort of pretty ordinary kind of northern bloke who came from a, a council estate, which is essentially kind of what he was he didn't he wasn't sexy looking maybe when he was younger he was better looking but he wasn't you know this isn't he this isn't somebody who looks like Mick Jagger for example or you know or something like that he he looked like a very ordinary sort of northerner old bloke that you might meet in a pub um who you know who might be playing darts or might be having a you know a pint of beer by the bar you know not somebody who you would imagine to be fronting a very, um, you know, a very popular and influential indie band. And as I say all of this, you know, I realise, I hope nobody thinks that this is in any way disrespectful because, um, you know, he has he has died recently. And, and without doubt, um, he was a huge talent, whether or not, you know, you, you particularly liked his music or not. But I'm just stating, you know, um, I'm just stating a fact, really. Or I'm certainly stating my my... Opinion, However, and here's the thing, was he charismatic? Well, you know, arguably, I mean, yes, he was, because he has legions of fans. Um, when he died, there were made obituaries in all the major newspapers. Um, there were, you know, radio programs dedicated to uh, his, his life and his work and his memory. There were TV programs dedicated to him. Um, was he charismatic in the same way as Robbie Williams? No, absolutely not. But was he charismatic in his own right for his own audience? Yes, clearly he was. And this, I think, again, is the key. And I don't mean this to be a cop-out. I don't want to sort of, I don't want to be saying to my critics, well, charisma doesn't matter because... Uh, I'm charismatic for some people and I'm not for you, but that doesn't matter because you can't please everybody all of the time. I don't mean to sort of... um, I don't want to put forward such a fallacious argument because, you know, let's take a step back for a moment. Um, The one thing that all of these people have, have, have in common, I suppose, is that they have had the confidence to put themselves on a public stage. They've had the confidence to be themselves in public. So Nigel Farage, Robbie Williams, Marquis Smith, um, and indeed Russell Brand, you know, all of them have been in front of a camera. All of them have been prepared to fail in front of TV cameras, in front of an audience, in front of other people. All of them have put themselves out there. So. You know, I'm not charisma is not nothing. You've got to do something. You've, you've got to, you know, you've got to be prepared to put yourself out there and to make mistakes in public and to be prepared to make mistakes in front of an audience. Um, you know, could you be charismatic? Could you lack any sort of personality at all and put yourself out there in front of people and still be considered charismatic? Well, I don't know. I guess those people. I guess if, if those people exist, then they probably sink to obscurity. So, you know, one of the things I think you can say is that, like it or not, each of the people that I've mentioned on that list have, an audi- you know, have a very big audience or they have spoken to a big audience. So, you know, I suppose the, the de facto conclusion of that was that, yes, they had charisma. And if you didn't like them or if you don't like them, then they just don't speak to you. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for, you know, if you haven't got a YouTube channel or you haven't got a blog, um, but, you know, you want to be charismatic, you want to, uh, you know, take advantage of this charisma in your, you know, your personal life with girls, um, in business and so on. Well, I think what it means is I think there's two things. I think firstly, you've got to have self-belief. And you've got to have self belief in the face of people not necessarily buying into you. So, you know, what that means is if you go out into the world, I mean, when I worked in a corporate job, I would go out into the world every day. Some people would absolutely love me, some people thought I was awesome, other people didn't. You know, other people thought I was a bit of a dick or they, you know, they didn't really get me or whatever. And you're going to get that. And the first thing you have to do is you have to accept that and you have to be okay with it and you have to carry on anyway. You have to be consistent with putting your personality across in the way that you want to anyway. Now, if you're pissing everybody off, um, if you know the, the feedback you're getting from the world is universally bad, then okay, probably you're doing something wrong. Probably there is an issue that needs to be looked at but if you're polarizing people as I do so you know for for every criticism that I get in a comment in a in a blog post or whatever I also get support I get people emailing me I get people messaging me with support if you're getting positive feedback as well then you have to think well for these people I'm doing something right so I'm not doing something right for everybody but for a you know there's a big enough pool of people for whom I am doing something right and so therefore, I'm just gonna go with that. Now, that doesn't mean to say that I'm impervious to criticism. That doesn't mean to say that you know, my, my videos couldn't be better, that my, my talking to camera couldn't be better. Um, it doesn't mean this podcast couldn't be better. It doesn't mean my writing couldn't, couldn't be better. You know, there's always improvements to do in every area. But broadly speaking, if you've got a, a sizable pool of people who are giving you the thumbs up, and then you've got a few people who are saying, well, no, I think you're shit, then which group are you gonna listen to? And it's a little bit defeatist just to listen to the second group and think, okay, right, well, I'll I'll just give up forever then, you know. Um, So charisma is, certainly there are things that you can do to improve it. I think it's a lot to do with confidence. I think actually the most charismatic people are those people who are unafraid to be themselves consistently in public. I think that's probably the best definition I can I can come to of it. Um, you know, again, you think of somebody like Marquis e. Smith. You know, he was consistently unafraid to be himself in public, despite the fact that there's probably plenty of people who who didn't like his music or didn't buy into it. Um, Robbie is the same. Russell Brand is the same. You could say Nigel Farage is the same. All of these people, they just keep going out there, they just keep saying what they want to say, they keep repeating their message, regardless of the fact that plenty of people don't particularly like it. And I think, for me, charisma is, is in part down to, down to consistency. Because if you see the same person who keeps coming back, who keeps, who keeps putting their message out there, who keeps doing their thing, and who isn't afraid, and who doesn't back down because they get criticism, then I think that I personally, I start to get some respect for that person. I think, well, actually, maybe I should be listening to what this guy's saying because he keeps coming back. He keeps, he keeps doing it. You know he keeps, he, keeps, he keeps spreading that same message. I mean, I'm trying to think now of an example um, of that. I mean, somebody you, you, you could say maybe, you could say Tyler from RSD, so if you're aware of um, uh, Real Social Dynamics, the attraction pickup company with their dating advice and so on, and you're aware of Tyler, I mean, you know, I remember reading, obviously I read the game, so I was aware of him from that, then I read some of his he was doing a blog, and I read his blog posts, and I thought some of them were pretty good, you know, I got a lot out of it, and then they started doing the videos. And the first time I see Tyler, you think, well, this guy is kind of, you know, he's ginger. He's kind of, um, he's, (laughs) he's a bit scrawny. He's speaking kind of high pitched uh, and fast. Uh, You know, he is what he is. I mean, he is certainly not the sort of Chad Thundercock that the uh, masturbatory incels that I referred to in a Return of Kings article recently. um, You know, look up. Imagine are the only people who are who are meeting attractive girls. He's certainly not that guy. Um, but the thing about Tyler is, he's kept coming back. He's made, how many videos have they made now? I don't know, thousands probably. I mean, there's probably, there's, probably, there's thousands of hours probably of footage of Tyler on YouTube, talking about game, doing game, talking about business, talking about success, blah de blah, blah blah And, you know, over time, you start watching the videos and you think, well, actually, I buy into this guy because he believes in himself and he's consistent. And from that, charisma is born. So you might, look, you might see one video and think, well, he's a bit, you know, I don't buy into this guy. But when you've seen, you know, when you've seen hundreds over, you know, periods of months or years, then you start to buy in because he's had that consistency and he hasn't, he, he hasn't backed down and he's always been what he is in public and been unafraid to be that so that is what i would leave you with if you want to improve your charisma then yes there are certain things you can do you can look at ways to improve your confidence maybe you know do improv classes you can look at ways to improve your conversation skills your eye contact your posture the way your voice sounds um, the way you dress The way that you walk, um, you know, your gait, the way that you present yourself. Yes, there are lots and lots of different things that you can do to make yourself come across better, let's say, socially. But in the end, the thing that's really going to make you you charismatic to some people, and maybe not to everyone, is to have your own unique view of the world, your own unique way of expressing it and the courage and consistently consistency to do that on a regular basis. And from that, my friends, charisma is born. And I will leave it there for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Give me a shout with any comments and we will speak again soon. Bye-bye.